Hi everybody, I'm Bob Schneider. Welcome to the Song Club. I knew it was a bad idea to meet you here, my dear. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Welcome, everybody. It's almost the end of 2017. Hope everybody's having a great holiday season or whatever it is uh, that we're in the middle of. Uh, this this is the time of the year where I like to look back at the year and uh, see what songs I've written. Um, the way I do it, the way I've been doing it, for years now is, uh, well, for the last four or five years at least, is every year on my iTunes, I, I, I have a name for the album for all the songs that I wrote that year. And this year, the name was Brave New World. It seemed like an apt uh, album title for, uh, for this year. But some of the, the past years, it's been uh, things like... Uh, Copy That Dude was one year. Super Shit was one year. Uh, what else? Um, I don't know. I can't think of what they were all called. Oh, Practical Guide to Everything was one year. So sometimes when you're when you're getting these songs... Uh, by the way, welcome, everybody. Thank you, uh, all Patreon, all my Patreon members. Thank you for your support, and thanks for being a part of it. Uh, so anyways, when you get your downloads, uh, sometimes you'll notice when you pull them up on uh, on your iTunes or whatever you listen to, it'll have like album names. And you'll be like, what? What, what album is this? It's not really an album. It's just the way I keep them sorted in my iTunes. So I know kind of around what time they were written. So like it might say Super Shit or it might be Brave New World or Practical Guide to Everything or Into the Great Unknown. I think that might have been last year's. Uh, and then for a long time, I just called everything anthology, but that was for like seven or eight years. So any old songs uh, kind of will fall under anthology and stuff. So anyways, this year it was Brave New World. And uh, I like to kind of look back at, at what I've written over the year. And, and some years are better than others. And, uh, and this year was okay. I don't know if it was the best, but I did write a couple songs that I'm really happy about. So that's always good. What I used to do uh, back when I started doing the song game, oh, 17, 18 years ago, was I would put everything on cassette. And so every song I would write, I would I would mix down to these cassettes, and then I would name the cassettes different things. And I have them in front of me, so I'm like looking at them. Uh, these are some of the titles of the cassettes The Overactive Imaginarium Mr. Swingle Intoxicated The Long Black Road Nothing But Time Grace Notes Fresh Hits from Shitsville uh, Son of Viva La Get Down uh, The Fluctuation Method I'm having a hard time reading some of these Whatever Happened Mr. Whatever uh, whatever happened to Mr. Whatever. Anyways, these are these cassettes that would have all these songs on it. And then, uh, and you know, a lot of songs that you've never heard of. But, you know, some good stuff in here and some bad stuff. Kind of way, the way I've always done it. I'll write a, 
a good song and then I'll write a couple shitty songs and then I'll write a song or two that are good. Writing shitty songs has never stopped me from continuing to write. Even though I will say, you know, you write a few shitty songs in a row and it does really tend to make you think, oh, maybe it's all over. Maybe I'll never write another good song. And that's kind of the way I've always felt. Like I've always felt like oh, I'll never write another good song. In fact, after after I wrote Lonely, after Lonely Land came out, which I'm really happy with the way that record came out, but I was just like, well, that's it. I'll never write a record as good as Lonely Land. And maybe I haven't, but I have written a lot of songs and I have put out some albums that I'm really proud of since then. So even though I thought, well, I'll never be able to replicate the songs from this record, I... I have written some stuff that that uh, I'm really happy with, and uh, and so I, I do think it's something that you can continue to do well for a long time. Now, I think a lot of people. I think I've talked about it in this podcast. I think a lot of people stop putting the time and energy into songwriting uh, that it takes to write good material, um, and so I think you know you look at famous songwriters and uh, maybe they get everything they they want out of their career and then uh, and then they don't have necessarily the the drive to to continue to do it or or maybe they have so much money that it's hard to find the time you know <laughs> away from getting blown by everybody or uh you know riding around on their yacht or whatever it is that they're doing, spending their time doing, or getting interviewed by people. Uh, guess guess what's not happening with me? Nobody's interviewing me. Nobody, I'm not getting blown or interviewed by anybody. So it gives me a lot of time to write songs. So that's good, I guess. If you uh, <clears throat> If you want me to write songs, then great. Things are working out for you. For sure. So anyways, let me get right into, uh, let me get right into it. I'm just going to try to stick to talking about these songs today instead of getting too far off topic. So let me, let's just listen to one. This first song's called The World Turns Blue. I wrote the song quite a while ago and then, uh, at some point, I rewrote the demo sometime in the last five years because the one that I had before was I don't know I don't I don't know what the deal was with it, but I I had to re-record it. Maybe maybe I'd never actually recorded a demo. That happens occasionally. Some of the old oldest songs that I've written, uh, I never recorded. I just would play them live and have the the guys learn them on stage while we were playing them and, and there's no recordings of them. So maybe that was the case with this song. I don't know, but I did record this version a few years ago and my wife singing uh, on the chorus. So when you hear uh, the female voice on there, it's my wife, Laura. So let's listen to it and I'll talk about it. 
would like to hang around with you while the world turns blue. I'd like to hang around with you while the world turns blue. We don't have to run around. just I love hearing my wife's beautiful voice. I do like listening to her sing. Uh, it really does fill the house with a lot of joy for me when I hear it. Uh, uh, I prefer that to uh, yelling and, and uh, berating me for things that I've things uh, things that I've fallen short of her expectations on. Um, so singing usually means that things are, are everything's good in the house. So I'll, I'll take singing over most all other things that, that I hear. Uh, did I wish everybody a happy holiday? If I didn't, hey, happy holiday, everybody. And uh, I hope it's a safe and wonderful uh, situation for everybody. And uh, you get to where you're going and back home safely and you don't have a too horrible of a time hanging out with your respective families. I know that's difficult for me. It is. I love my family. And uh, I know my wife loves her family. I get to go hang out with her and her family. And uh, and they all love each other. But usually when families get together, uh, usually there's some, you know, it, it devolves over a period of days or hours sometimes uh, into chaos, depending on on the household. Uh, I know in my household and also in my wife's household, that tends to be the case. So it's kind of always the best plan is to get in and get out before things get too crazy. Anyways, uh, so hopefully you can get in and get out without too much difficulty and uh and also thanks to all my patreon members if i thanked you already in this podcast then you know that that's probably bad news uh if that's the case but i've recorded this now this particular podcast now this is my second go around so i don't know if i thanked you guys in this podcast or the one that i erased but uh Thank you, 
either way uh, for your support. And, uh, and I'm so glad that you're part of this. And um, let's see, I'm just going to keep moving through these songs that are on, on this week's song club. And uh, this next one's called Hands on My Arms. And uh, I wrote this song a few years ago. Again, uh, neither of these are, are brand new. And when I wrote it, uh, we tried to play it live, and it just it wasn't working for some reason. And then it kind of got put on the back burner, like a lot of these songs do. I'll play them once or twice, and if they don't work, I, I just stop playing them because they've got so many songs. I'll just yawn right now. And uh, and then I started playing it a little while ago, maybe a year ago again, and it really uh, worked. And uh, and then we stopped playing it again. And then just recently in the last month, I started playing it. And, and also, I had somebody request it. So it's on, it's in the song club. And uh, Donna Getson is the... Uh, the lady who re- who requested this song. So let's take a listen to it. Hands on my arms. I'm building center for me. I'm building center for you. I make a whole lot of money. That's what I do. So I can open up your person, put the money in. Could ways and all that honey show would be a sin And it's the things that can't be given It's the things that can't be got There'll be this life worth living It'll be your cold heart I got some hands on my arms Wanna lose them on Kisses on my chips Wanna choose them on Arms on my body Wanna wrap you in Lips on my mouth like cinnamon on my arms want to lose ammonia kisses on my lips want to choose ammonia i like to just make up language and then i feel like if you make up language in a song people just like oh yeah that's i guess that's a thing that i wasn't aware of that uh, that's the way people talk i mean that's what i when i listen to rap music they'll like say stuff and i go oh well i guess that's the thing that's the way the kids are are uh that's the language. That's the lingo the kids are using. So I figure, fuck it. I'll just do the same thing and I'll just make up whatever the fuck I want to make up in these songs. And then people will be like, well, I've never really heard that expression before, but I guess that's an expression I don't know about. Yeah, you don't know about it because I just made that shit up. Because that's the whole world. Everything in the world is all just made up bullshit that somebody made up at some point 
And uh, now we're just like, oh, no. The correct use of the word is blah, 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 bitch. <clears throat> when really it was just a bunch of fucking knucklehead motherfuckers like agreeing and like putting it in a book and then making kids learn that shit in school and then hammering that shit in and then caning the fuck out of people and then doing whatever, you know, ridiculing them and embarrassing them until finally they turned into real dicks and then pass the information on to their fucking offspring. And here we are 20 motherfucking 17 and everybody's like, oh, I know what it is, bitch. I know what it is. Do you know what it is? Oh, you don't? You're a dummy. No, you're not. You just don't know the information that some other cocksuckers agreed upon. Sorry for devolving into the language, but uh, that's the way I feel about it. Anyways, uh, that was a little bit extreme, probably. I'm getting my second. I'm getting my first wind of the day. My first wind of the day. I, also, it's called like, I don't know if you have plants. I have plants at my house and they basically they're all just dying. All the plants at my house are in the process of dying. And then I'm trying to keep them alive as long as I can before they die. And as they go about their dying process, they're not thrive. There's no plants in my house that are thriving. I just, I buy the plants that are hardest to kill and then they, they are dying. But luckily they're so hard to kill that it takes a long time for the plants that I have left to die. But as I slowly kill them by not obviously taking care of them correctly or putting them in the right light or whatever it is that I'm doing wrong, they start losing leaves. And then one of my methods of keeping them alive longer is I like to shake them to shake out the loose leaves. And uh, I feel like I do that every once in a while on this podcast by getting, uh, by using some language. I'm like shaking out the loose leaves in this podcast. Uh, Cause I'll lose a few people when I use the word cocksucker. They'll be like, Oh, I don't know about the word cocksucker. Or, I don't know, whatever other C words I can think of to throw in to spice it up a little bit. It's too spicy for some folk, this kind of talk. So, I'll lose a few of the, the dead leaves, but I, fig- I figured I'll lose them anyways, eventually. They're not part of the tree. They're not part of the plant that will stay alive longest. Actually, this plant metaphor may go all the way with the uh, Patreon song group and, and my fans in general. Uh, I feel like the fans that I do have at this point are the ones that are the hardest to kill. Uh, so thank you. You, you are the, you're the, the force to be reckoned with. You're the, the, because believe me, I've shaken off many, many fans over the years by saying things or doing things at shows or, or putting out music that, uh, people don't like or whatever it is. I've gotten rid of a lot of folks. So the folks that are still with me. You people are, you're the strong, hearty type. So give yourselves some credit for, uh, for hanging in there for the long haul. Uh, let's listen to another song. This is a Christmas song. I like to write a Christmas song every year. Uh, just because 
I think it's a good idea to write a Christmas song every year. The one I wrote last year sucked so bad. And uh, the one I wrote this year I like. Uh, when I wrote it, though, my I was I, I got some weird viral chest throat illness from my daughter who got it from baby school. And so I barely could sing when I wrote this song. So my voice is a little scratchy on it. But let's 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 check it out. A little Christmassy feel to it. I wrote Santa a letter this year. I only asked for one thing, dear. It wasn't money or a case of beer or brand new TV. I didn't ask for peace on earth or goodwill for what it's worth. It's probably what the world needs now, but I asked for something for me. I asked for Christmas kisses underneath these stars above. Christmas kisses, oh, from the one I love. I know Christmas is supposed to be by Mary and her little baby getting warm in the nursery on a snowy night and the wise men stopping by to bring gifts and just say hi and see the Savior safe and dry and doing alright but I want Christmas kisses Underneath the mistletoe, Christmas kisses from, from the one I love. Yeah, when you have a little two-year-old girl and uh, and you still love your wife and uh, a little twelve-year-old boy at the house, that's the kind of songs you write. That's corny Christmas songs, but I like I like that song. Uh, I like. Uh, I don't know. That's a kind of, I'm a romantic. Uh, and it might not seem that way sometimes with some of the things I say, but that's really the heart of it is just, I just want to be loved and to love. And uh, that's all I really, that's the stuff that's the most important to me. I mean, there are other stuff that should probably be more important, like maybe the environment or... Uh, uh, helping people or whatever it is, but uh, I don't know. I just, uh, that's the thing that I'm the most concerned about. I, I don't know if it's because I, the, the family I, I brought up, was brought up in, uh, they loved me, but they were also, uh, you know, they had their problem. They, they, they weren't great parents. So, I mean, they were better than their horrible, shitty parents. So they had improved upon the situation. And I think in their minds, they thought they were doing a pretty good job. But they were also, you know, uh, my dad's an alcoholic and uh, my mom was right there along for the ride with him. So, uh, you know, when you're young and, and your parents are, are parting until they pass out, you kind of figure out, well, shit, <laughs> I got to figure it out because uh, nobody's taking care of me right now. Uh, so it's time to grow up, you know, and when you have to grow up when you're five or six, uh, and, uh, you're not sure what's happening, uh, you end up, you know, 
being kind of fucked up and narcissistic and and wondering what's what's going on and if there's something wrong with you or whatever. So uh so yeah, so that's the thing that I'm uh the most concerned about and that's what I tend to write about the most is is uh relationships and love and and how that affects me and how that affects other people and stuff. And so uh yeah, so when I'm writing about Christmas uh instead of you know keeping it spooky and scary which i i love this those are my favorite christmas songs the spooky and scary like silent night Ooh, silent night's like a damn that's like a damn uh you know Wes craven movie as far as i'm concerned silent night holy night that shit's fucking scary i'm like what the fuck is going on here all is calm, but it's the calm before the motherfucking storm. All is bright. Bright? What the fuck? It's not bright. It's fucking the middle of the night, motherfucker. Round yon virgin mother and child. I don't even know what the fuck that line means. I really don't. Like, break it down, and it makes no sense. I know, I get it. Mother Mary, she's a virgin, but she was uh, impregnated by God. By fucking God. So she hasn't had sex with anybody and she has a fucking baby inside her. If you believe that shit, that fucking shit is fucked up. Uh, Let's keep going. Or is that all of the song I remember? Round young virgin, mother and child, holy infant, so tender and mild. What the fuck? Tender and mild, are they going to eat this child? You don't know at this point because all you have this fucking God baby. Maybe part of the deal is they eat the baby. If you're if you're just hearing the song for the first time, you don't know what the fuck's going to happen. It's scary shit. Tender and mild. Right. Holy infant, so tender, my sleep in heavenly peace. Death, death, death. So, yeah, maybe they're going to eat the child. Sleep in heavenly peace. That's a fucking crazy, scary ass song. I mean, sure, that's out of context, but yeah, you hear it and you're like, oh, yeah, that's about the baby Jesus and everything's cool. But if you just like were, I don't know, like an alien and that shit was beamed out into the fucking, you know, universe, and you heard that, you'd be like, what fucking weird-ass alien species is, you know, what? what's their deal? We better go in there with our guns drawn. Fucking weird-ass eating their babies motherfuckers on this planet. Good God. So, yeah. So mine tend to not be weird and scary like Silent Night. They're more corny and sweet. Uh, All right, let me do another song here. This is a song called When I Fall. And uh, I love the line. You know, I get these lines when I'm writing. And again, I don't know where they come from. Uh, I think it's a combination of my conscious and subconscious mind. But I'll just be writing down lyrics or usually that's the way I do it. I'll come up with some kind of music and then I'll just start writing whatever comes into my mind. And again, most of it's kind of crap. And then every once in a while I'll get a good line. And sometimes it, 
uh, hold the whole song is just one good line and the rest of the song is just a, an excuse to have the line and in in this song the the good line is uh i make mistakes but not the same mistakes that a young man makes i just i'm so i just love that line so much uh cuz it's true i make mistakes but uh not the same mistakes that a uh, young man makes same mistakes that a young man makes as well uh, it's not i mean that's the thing about songs you just write down whatever you want and then people are like oh yeah he makes mistakes yeah but but not the same mistakes that your man makes because he said that in the song so uh, you know so yeah he, he's learned a lot yeah uh, you know he, he's not perfect he's not perfect about it but he don't make the same mistakes he used to make yeah, I do. I do. I still, I still make the same mistakes that I made as a young man. But I mean, I don't do certain. I don't poop in my pants. Yeah. Well, no, I do. I do poop in my pants. Uh what don't I do? Well, I make all the mistakes that I used to make. Because I, I forget. I forget easily. I mean, I try not to, and I have learned a lot. And, uh, but yeah, you know, you forget. You forget sometimes. I ain't nobody perfect. 
No, it perfect. So, uh, I mean, I don't poop in my pants a lot. I don't poop. Maybe this is, I make the same mistakes that a young man makes, but just not as often. I don't poop as often in my pants as I did when I was a ch- small child. When I was just learning about poop. But I'm sure, again, I guess that's the thing. You get older, you start pooping more again. It's all cyclical. Circular. Cyclical. Cyclical. Yeah, so, I don't know. I don't know why it's devolved into pooping. I guess it all devolves into pooping eventually uh, when it comes to stuff. Uh, let's see here. Let's just, I'm going to keep going. No need to, no need to stop, uh, with the songs. Let's, I'm just going to get them out. I'm going to get them out quickly this week. No need to dilly dally as it were. Uh, so this next song is called let us entertain you. This is a new song. I just wrote this last week. So let's check it out. I'll talk about it afterwards. Fight the world with facts. Now, nowadays they say, "Hey, man, just relax with your facts. Relax with your facts." <clears throat> I mean, I get it. I think in this podcast already, I've talked about how everything's just a bunch of bullshit that we've all agreed to. But come on, certain things we've agreed to because they make sense. Uh, at some point, we agreed that the world was round because that makes sense. The fact that people are now saying that the world is flat, I'm like, what the fuck? Really? We're living in a world where where people can say that the world is fucking flat and we don't fucking freak out as a goddamn unified group of people? I mean, I, I I'm I'm not I'm not saying I just think what the fuck? We've got too many people in the world already. I mean, I know this, this, uh, this kind of talk is going to get me in trouble because, uh, 
because it's controversial <laughs> to say the least. But I do believe like if here's the here's the deal. If I if somebody said you are now the new ruler of the world and everything you say goes, there'd be a lot of people dying real soon, like quickly, like it would not be good for a lot of people immediately. Dumb, super dumb people would be eliminated fairly quickly. Like anybody would be, be a test. You'd be in like in a room and you'd be like, fill out a questionnaire. And one of the questions would be, do you believe that the earth is flat? And then if you answered yes, then there'd be a trap door and you would fall into something that would grind you up. And then you would become soiling green and you would become part of the solution instead of the problem. And you would provide nourishment for people that who, who, who have enough brain power to understand that the world is not flat. Oh, no, baby. The world is flat, man. It's a conspiracy. Because, see, look. There's no pictures of... uh, (laughs) Fuck you, is what I'm saying. Trap door. Trap door for you bitches. Who believe that the world is flat. And if there's anybody that's listening in this podcast who thinks the world is flat, please don't be part of my Patreon. Don't ever come to another show. Please, for God's sakes. Oh, my God. Really? Really? I'm I'm, I'm always stunned when I hear stuff like that. I really am. Uh... There's just no telling how stupid people can get. And I mean, that's just the, it's not the tip of the iceberg. That's, that's the iceberg. That's the, that's the, the the part below the surface. That's not the tip. That's the, the shaft. That's like the uh, beginning of the ball area. I'd say that's like halfway through. Like if you're going balls deep, like where you try to get all the balls in there. It's halfway down the ball, depending on how distended your balls are. Uh, you know, obviously, if you've got some young man nuts, a good, I would say at least half, half ball. I mean, a 50% ball penetration part of the iceberg. Uh, so, yeah, that as far as that being the problem, uh, if we're using the, uh, the ball tip shaft analogy, which which I am, that's what I'm using right now. So, uh, all right, again, shaking the uh, shaking the plant, shaking the Patreon plant. Maybe we lost another one or two, but not many at this point. We're all feel like it's a, it's a tough group. Uh, Lord of the Fly style. We lost uh, Piggy, fell off the side of the cliff or whatever. He's gone. Or is it Piggy that dies? I think Piggy, Pig, Pig Boy or whatever his name is, he dies. Unfortunately, uh, very sad. But it it does feel like Lord of the Flies. We're we're like in a Lord of the Flies situation right now, and it sucks. Like people just need to be nice. No, I know. I just went on a whole thing where I said kill people that believe I'm not saying kill people 
Oh, by the way, don't. I'm never saying kill people that are stupid. I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying if if there was a scenario where I was the king of the planet and everything that I said went, uh, I would have a test. One of the tests would be, do you believe the earth is flat? And then if you answered yes, then you would be turned into food for other people. But that's a scenario that will never happen. Uh, I'm not saying do that now <laughs> or ever if you're not me and you're not the ruler of the world. Let me handle that uh, stuff in this uh, <laughs> eventual me ruling the world thing that will never happen. Unless, of course, I become a Mormon at some point, join the LDS community get high enough up in the ranks that I get my own planet. And then when I die, I become the ruler. Then tough luck for a lot of folks on that planet. So that, it, that could happen. But again, that won't happen in this lifetime. It'll happen in the next lifetime. So in this lifetime, do this, take care of yourself, be sweet to everybody, even stupid people. Uh, and don't try to kill anybody. That's my advice to you. But, of course, you're going to do whatever the fuck you want to do because that's what the world is. It's a bunch of people doing whatever the fuck they want to do. What about the golden rule? Yeah, what about the fucking golden rule? I've tried to live by the golden rule my whole life, and it makes me feel good about myself when I do it. But it certainly as fuck does not make other people do the golden rule. A lot of other people are like... Uh, we're going to use the copper rule or the wood rule or the shit stick rule or whatever the fuck rule they use. And uh, that rule sometimes gets real shitty for a lot of people. Anyways, let's listen to another song. This is a Patreon request. If you have requests or songs that you want to hear, just uh, let me know. Uh, you can go to the uh, community uh, posts or whatever on Patreon and let me know what songs you'd like to uh, have me put in the song club and I will put them in the queue and hopefully eventually uh, they'll go out here on the song club. So this is one of those. This is a song called Sky High and uh, let's listen to it. Superstars from up the roof, just 
to blame nothing like coughing on the old podcast that's always good uh anyways i was sky high and uh i used to be high back in the day i used to be high all the time but it's been years now i've been gosh i've been sober for a long time 22 years 22 and a half years so a lot, I mean, not very many people, but occasionally people come up to me after the show like, hey, man, you want to smoke some or can I buy you a beer? And I'm like, eh, not right now, maybe later. But uh, that's not the way it used to be. It used to be the answer was yes. But now the answer's maybe later. Maybe later. That's a good answer for me. Anyways, uh, my my motto is always do whatever you can do. If you feel good, do it. But if it makes you feel worse than it makes you feel good, maybe don't do that. Do the stuff that makes you feel good more than it makes you feel bad. And then uh, that's a good way to live. Again, golden rule. Everything kind of works out, uh, unless, of course, unless you're a goddamn psychopath or sociopath, then uh, the stuff that makes you feel good uh, will make you feel good, and you have no conscience, and so you'd never understand that uh, what you're doing is wrong. So if you don't have a conscience, then you can't really use that rule. <clears throat> if, if you don't have a conscience, then just, uh, I don't know. Uh, go by go by what you see other people that, that have a conscience are doing and do that uh, or or succeed in business you know and step all over everybody in the world and uh, and not worry about it which is I feel like I, I, I do feel like some people like I don't have this I don't have the kind of brain or the kind of, uh, constitution that would work, uh, if I, uh, knew that what I was doing was going to affect people's lives in a negative way, uh, in the long run, uh, I, 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 I couldn't do it, but I do see people that like just want to get ahead and don't care about other people and uh, I don't see, like, the only way I think that could work is that you have to be a psychopath. You have to not have, be able to have empathy. You can't have a conscience and get away with that. Otherwise, you'd be super rich, but you'd be really deeply unhappy. And I see people that look like they're pretty happy doing horrible things. And I go, well, okay, the only answer to that is that's a sociopath. And and they have done some studies where they've discovered that a lot of CEOs and people that, that own huge corporations are probably uh, functioning psycho or socio, sociopaths. So that makes sense to me. Otherwise, you know, 
you know, not, uh, and again, not everybody's like that. You see some people with, uh, that do really well, that have a lot of money, uh, that, that go, Oh, I'm going to take this and I'm going to try to make the world better because that makes me feel better. Money doesn't make you feel good. And, uh, I don't think power makes you feel good. Uh, unless you, unless you, uh, somehow can make that again, make, the world better somehow, but some people aren't concerned with making the world better. They're just concerned with the money and power thing. And again, I, I'm not built for that. I, I don't know. Uh, I'm, I, I couldn't, couldn't do it, but again, it takes all types to make the world for sure. I've been listening to this guy, Alan Watts, I don't know if anybody's ever listened to Alan Watts on this podcast, but I read a book of his uh, years ago, which I really liked. And then I discovered recently that he's on YouTube and he has a podcast as well. I mean, he's been dead for a long time, but but you can hear him talking about the world. And uh, he talks a lot about Hinduism and uh, Eastern religions and Western religions and just about being alive and stuff. And I, I love what he has to say. It's, it rings true to me. If you saw that movie, her, uh, about the, uh, the Spike Jones movie, uh, at some uh, later on in the movie, um, the, the, uh, the AI or the, the operating system introduces Joaquin Phoenix to this guy, Alan Watts, who they've created an AI, AI per, persona out of all of his, uh, right. Uh, all of his writings and stuff. And, uh, it's pretty interesting. Anyways, if you, uh, if you want to listen to somebody who's a lot smarter and, uh, able to talk about being alive and, and what that might be, feel like and be like in a way that's much better than I'm able to do. I recommend that Alan Watts, good stuff. There's plenty of, uh, plenty of him chit chatting and he's got a beautiful British accent and, uh, there's some cool pictures of him where he's got like a beard and he's got that seventies, late sixties, early seventies, good time vibe. Like you just feel like you only see his face, but you feel like, ah, oh, yeah, if I could see his whole body, he'd be wearing like short, like cut off jeans where, where if you just, you know, if you get lucky, you're going to see part of like a ball hanging out of the bottom. Uh, at some point, uh, that's when I think of the seventies, I think of balls hanging out of tight, uh, tight cut off jeans. Does that make me, uh, what does that make me? Uh, yeah. Well, you figure it out. Anyways, uh, let's listen to another song. This is a song called Flinty. Uh, it is one of my, it is one of my more favorite songs that I've written. Uh, it's cause just cause it's so different uh, for me than a lot of the songs that I've written. The demo is weird because, uh, I don't really sing the chorus the way I sing it live. This is one of those songs that actually got better uh, when I started playing it live than the demo. But there's something really kind of uh, quirky and kind of uh, sweet about the demo. So here it is. This is the original demo for Flinty. Hang his 
girl on the chair right there Come here where the moon is shining on the chair Baby, throw your hair, say my name Swinny reminds me of that scene in uh in RoboCop where the uh the CEO who's the horrible person uh, hires that uh hires that guy to go fuck that young dude up who's with those chicks and they're all like doing coke and stuff and he comes in and shoots him to death. I don't know why that song reminds me of that scene but that scene's pretty funny in the movie. I mean, that movie is pretty funny overall. I, I don't like a lot of movies that are super violent that tend to be comedies. But that movie's so, like, ridiculous that it kind of works, uh, even though it's, I mean, it's so messed up. But uh, I, I like it. I, it's a hard R, so it's for adults only, which I like. I don't like kids, like, movies that are you know, like PG-13 movies that are aimed at, like, uh, teenagers that are super violent, uh, I tend to piss me off. I'm like, eh. If you're going to be have a movie be super violent, give it an R. And then, like, it's ridiculous uh, that you can't use the word fuck more than once. If you use it twice in a movie, then you, you get an R rating. Uh, just because I don't... Language... Can't, Language is language. It's not a big deal. I know, obviously, 
it can offend some people and uh and some people aren't down with it and kids don't necessarily understand when the correct time to use certain words is and i get that part of it but the fact that you can show really horrendous sort of violent imagery to children you know teenagers i think are children uh but you can't have them hear the word fuck more than once is ridiculous and also nudity obviously in in this country nudity is such a taboo thing which is very weird because we're all naked we're all naked right now we've we're covering up our nudity with clothes but uh i mean i grew up in germany where it's just nudity's fine and it is it's not a big deal but we make it a real big deal in this country. So nudity is a big deal. Language is a big deal. But violence is fine. What the fuck? That is not right. Viol- violence is 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 not good. And uh, and uh, I don't think uh, you know we need as much. We need to be shown as much of it, or or see as much of it as we do. I say more nudity. More uh, f words, more more use of the word fuck, more uh, more nudity, less violence. That's that's my platform. I'm gonna be running for president of the world uh, in now, starting now. President of the world, Bob Schneider. <laughs> Remember, uh, besides nudity and a lot of cussing, there will be a lot of death being dealt as well uh, unfortunately uh but good a good cleansing i like to call it a good cleansing of the uh, palate uh for the new world order that would be the b schnitty regime and uh yeah i would make like stalin look like uh you know jimmy carter i think if i came into power so let's not let that happen uh I'm not coming into power, by the way, uh, if you're listening to this and you're insane. Uh, Like, oh, shit, I got to stop Bob Schneider from coming into power. I'm not coming into power, so you don't need to worry about it. Put down your notions and uh, pick up the lotion and uh, start doing whatever you're doing with the lotion. Uh, Put down the notions. Put down the notions. Pick up the lotions. Let go the potions inside your stupid ass insane brain, <laughs> you crazy persons, whoever you are. Uh, it hopefully there aren't any. Uh, all right, so I'm almost done. Thank God. Thank God we're almost over this podcast, I I feel like it's way shorter than the ones that I've put out recently, which I think is a good thing. So the last song is a song called, uh, tell me that you love me. It's on the new record. And I really love the demo, the original demo for this song. And, uh, I like the, the album version as well. I don't, I'm not convinced I, I got a really good version on the album as well, but I got a great, it's a cool version. Uh, it's the version that we ended up doing uh, in the studio. Great musicians, as always. Uh, Dave Monzi on bass, Conrad Chacrun on drums, Billy Harvey on guitars, Dave Boyle on keyboards, uh, 
so it's it's a version and it's it's and it's a it's recorded well i don't know if it's the definitive version i i feel like this kind of music requires a, a certain type of producer that dwight baker who produces these records is not or maybe he could do it but it would feel weird if we produced this track completely different than the other track. So it kind of fits in with the other music that's on the record, which is great. But does it serve the song as well as it should? It's hard to say. But I, like I said, I, I really love the demo. You get both. You'll get the demo with your uh, Patreon subscription, and you'll also get the track from the album. I think they both have... Uh, I think they're both pretty cool in their own way. So let's uh, let's listen to to both of these. Uh, I'll play the demo first, and then I'll play the uh, album track, uh, and uh, that'll take us out of this podcast. Again, thanks for joining me on this uh, impossible mission <laughs> or whatever it is that I'm doing here. Thank you, Patreon subscription. Members, thank you for non-Patreon subscription members who are just listening to the podcast because they're trying to kill some time and uh, don't care about getting these songs. Uh, Thanks for coming out to shows. I hope you have a wonderful rest of the year. And and, uh, I'll see you in 2018 on the Song Club. Take care. Bye-bye. Yeah, yeah. Mouth like a snow cone, bass blown, mass vision in the Arctic unknown. Hit you like a cyclone, up late, no worries. Slurry speech, mouth don't work like it's supposed to. Who you again? I bruise like fruit, easily don't drop me. Cause I break when I fall, I'm like 10 feet tall. In the morning, I'm grumpy, oatmeal lumpy. My hands like silk, got milk, I don't. Could use some soon, if you would, would you please uh, pass me the moon? You got more than you need, and I could use some. You got more than you need, and I could use some. You got more than you need, and I could use some. Tell me that you love me, and I'll tell you that I love you too. Tell me that you love me, and I'll tell you that I love you too. What would you do if you needed some? Would you call me on the phone? Like a beggar, big belly, nacho cheesy ink Can't hear what you're saying if you're saying it softly Cause I got this here in Danish, babe Most rappers serving out burgers Some serving up steaks Take a sniff, girl, smells like cake Mouth like a goddamn frog Give me a kiss, girl Bow, wow, wow Tell me that you love me And I'll tell you that I love you Savage, fresh rhyme scheme, that ain't no 
Remember to get this song and all the other songs that you've heard on the uh, Song Club podcast. Go to www.patreon.com backslash Bob Schneider and uh, join the Song Club today and uh, we'll see you somewhere down the road. Thanks a lot. Take care. Bye.